Welcome to Me Time, the podcast for women in midlife who've been taking care of everyone else and now say, it's my turn to take care of me. I'm Kim Aceto, health and self-care coach for women in midlife and your host. Thank you for spending your precious me time with me right now. Enjoy the show. Okay, so today we have Kwavi back on the podcast. Let me tell you about Kwavi. Kwavi is a certified life coach, author, and international speaker. She's passionate about promoting a positive narrative for women in their 50s and over. She empowers women in their 50s and beyond to rediscover their purpose and passion by sharing powerful tools and resources to help them take control of their lives on their own terms and embrace midlife as a fascinating and exciting journey. She uses one-on-one coaching, her online community Flourish, and international retreats to inspire women all over the world to transform their lives. She received her bachelor's in information technology from Thames Valley University in the United Kingdom and obtained a master's in medical informatics from Northwestern University in Chicago. She trained with the Well Coaches School of Coaching, a program endorsed by the American College of Sports Medicine and Harvard University, and is a certified life coach through the Life Coach School. Kwabi's a, a wife and a mother to two teenage boys. She's a blogger with the Huffington Post and Thrive and has been featured on CBS, NBC, Best Self Magazine, and the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Kwabi, welcome back to the Me Time Midlife Podcast. Yay, thank you. I really appreciate being back here. <laughs> yeah, it's great to have you. I really enjoyed our conversation Thanks. last time. And um, yeah. you know, we work with a very similar demographic, I think. Exactly. Um, I mean, on different sides on different sides of the continent, but, um, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I think what we do is really important and, oh um, my goodness. It's so, it's right? so important. We need more yes. people. Actually, we need more people doing this work to be we honest. Do. We, we need do. more people doing mm-hmm. this work. And, and we went through the same coaching program through well coaches. So that's yeah. fun, kind of fun mm-hmm. too. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 So, you know, here we are the beginning of 2022 and, um, I kind of want to talk about with you, Um, We're going to have kind of a conversation format um, today, and we're going to talk about, you know, kind of looking ahead Um, and we'll kind of, I think I'd like to kind of look ahead um, to just this year coming up, because this is the time Mm -hmm. of year when we tend to kind of, you know, think about what's next for us or what we want for ourselves and all of that. Especially the people that we work with, right? Especially the women who, you know, come to us or listen to this podcast who want to make positive changes in their life, healthy changes in their lives. And um, this is a great time to be thinking about that. Um, But I also, based on your kind of book that we're going to talk about later, um, I want to think about things as far as looking ahead, um, but Mm -hmm. even well beyond this year. And we'll kind of get into that. but let's get started. Okay. So yes, like I said, our future self, why do you think it's a good thing to to think about, um, our future selves? Well, one of the reasons why that kind of helps you to initiate change. Most people, when you speak to them, they always, they're trying to do something else. They're like, Oh, I want to better myself in this way, whether it's their health, whether it's relationships, whether it's just, you know, personal growth, most people aspire to do that. But if they get into the concept of their future self, it actually allows you to make 
changes and you're like, it's like, like you get excited because most people might say, okay, I'm just going to do what I'm doing right now. That's the typical stance most people have. But the thing is, if you do that, guess what? In 10 years, you're going to be in the same spot. And so if you can, if you can envision that, oh, what would I like to see? Like, what would my future self be doing? It's, it kind of spurs you into action. And um, I really think that that's a great way for you to kind of focus on your goals as opposed to saying, I'll just do this. What would your future self look like? Because even when, you know, even if I asked you like, what, what, how were you three, four years ago? You are completely different, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't think people intentionally decide that they want to do that. And that's where you really see the growth. When you intentionally decide, okay, this is what I want for my future self. My future self is already here. What can I do to get there? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Great points. Great points. Um, I really think I, I like what you said too, about, um, you know, thinking about our future selves. And I think the word that comes to mind is, um, is, is getting excited about what could be. And again, mm. I think those are the type of women that come and work with us are women who, um, you know, we went through the same coaching program and, and I think, yeah. and I think many, maybe ladies listening here, um, have heard of, or maybe even read the, uh, book growth, mind growth, wait, well, no mindset, yes. mindset by Carol Dweck. Right. Yes. Um, and I think in order to even be in the headspace to think about our future self, we have to have a growth mindset, right. Yeah. Which means that we believe that we can make a change. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I think a lot of things have to go into that. We have to believe that oh, we can make my a goodness. change, yeah. but we also have to, um, what was I going to say? <laughs> we have to believe we're gonna make a, we can make a change. Um, but also, um, we need to believe that we're worth making the change. Right. And those two things have to happen oh. at the same time. Right. What do you think? Yes. Oh my goodness. The worst thing is, is it, I think it's hard for women. I mean, I speak with women a lot, especially the women's in their fifties, sixties, and seventies and the worthiness aspect is a challenge for them because most of them put their worth based on maybe if they were a mother and their kids, they took care of the kids, they put their worth, they base their worthiness on the fact that they were taking care of kids. So now the kids are older. They, they automatically assume their worthiness has diminished for a lot of women in that age group too. Uh, we've, we see a lot of divorces in that, in that age group. So you're no longer married, you feel, oh, you no longer have any worth. If you're working and possibly, you know, you're in the workplace and um, you get laid off or you retire, all of a sudden your worthiness is tied to that. And so mm. we tie our worthiness to a lot of the labels that we have, not realizing that our worthiness is always intact. The worthiness that was assigned to you as a baby is the same worthiness you have, whether you're married, single, divorced, no longer a caregiver, no longer working, your worthiness never changes. But a lot of women don't realize that they, they look at their worthiness based on the things that they're doing or the labels that they have or no longer have. Yes, absolutely. Yes, we, we have to tie our self-worth to things that are not outside right? Mm -hmm. That we cannot control, but things yeah. that we can control about how we feel about ourselves. And, you yeah. know, the thing about why I'm so uh, eager to help women in midlife is because the older we get, the yes. harder it is to unlearn these beliefs yeah. and these messages mm -hmm. that we grew up seeing, yes. hearing, participating in throughout our lives. Right. So, you know, yes. whether you're 70, it doesn't matter whether you're 50, yeah. it doesn't matter. The earlier exactly. you can, 
you can begin to um, try to unlearn a lot of this stuff and um, practice self-love and self-compassion. And I I think the better. Yeah. And one of the things that you brought up that I think is really key is unlearning some of those things that we thought were truth. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, it's really a thought that we've thought over and again that becomes our belief system, right? That comes part of our belief system, but it doesn't necessarily mean they are true. And so when you've thought that thought over and over again, so those are the kind of things that we want to unlearn. And unfortunately, we live in a society that is youth obsessed, where you get to a certain age, you're almost regarded as, you know, you no longer exist, you no longer matter. And if you decide to kind of pull those in and decide that that's going to be your story, it's hard for you to change because you just believe, oh, I don't have anything else to offer, but you do have a lot. And I know that's why both of us are doing this work because we have so much knowledge. We have so much experience at this age. This is not the time to say, okay, I'm going to shrink into the shadows. (laughs) This is a time when you need to start to, you know, put out that, you know, all your skills and all you've learned into the world. You need to share that with others. And in the process of doing that, you're also going to be helping the younger generation because they have, we need to be an example for them. We need to be an example of what's possible. Like we get into this age does not mean that life is over and it's not a death sentence. Right, right. And they are watching how we they talk about ourselves, mm-hmm. how we, um, the decisions we make, how we spend our time, yes. how we yes. spend our energy. Right. And, um, and cause that's what we did, right. We watched the women in our lives when we were Mm -hmm. growing up and, and still, right. So yeah, absolutely. Um, let's, let's talk about now, um, you know, like I said, here we are in January and I want to kind of talk about, um, so, uh, something I do with my clients every year Mm -hmm. is I have them create a look back story. So, um, what I have them do is write in the past tense, as if it has Mm -hmm. already happened. Uh, Imagine it's December 31st, 2022, in this case. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, How was your year? Tell, tell me what your year was like in the past tense. Mm -hmm. Again, like you, you've already lived it, right? So, um, you know, why do you think it's important to, you know, think about these things now, um, in January, just, um, you know, thinking about maybe even, what advice you would give your, your, let's say it this way, what advice your December 31st, 2022 Mm -hmm. self would give yourself today, the January, uh, 2022 self, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why is that good to think about? You think? Oh, I think, cause that helps you, you know, first of all, we are humans that we want to grow. We want to change. But the thing is, if we don't, we are going to grow, but guess what? We're going to grow on the terms of whoever's out there. Like we're just going to kind of just go with whatever, whichever way life, you know, puts towards us. I think we are at a stage now where we can be very deliberate about what it is that we want. And so we get to create that future. And so if you already know, like, okay, this is what I've accomplished. I've done all of this. And then you're already kind of giving your brain things to work on. Like, oh, okay. So this is what she wants to do. So, and I would like to go from the premise of, if there's a goal of yours that you have in mind, like what is the thought? Like I like to say, what is your anchor thought that's gonna help you with that goal? And whatever thought you have, like how does that make you feel? Like when you think about that, like when you have that thought, what does it make you feel? And how you feel is like, what are the actions you're going to take towards that goal when you feel that way? And that's how you get your result. And so you have to think deliberately about this because if not, guess what? You will grow in some way, but it might not be the way that you want. 
And so you get to control your future by deciding ahead of time, this is what I want. And then you just kind of find, you know, you kind of design the pathway towards that goal. Right, right. So what you're saying is that we're always changing. You're always changing. We want to be in charge of the direction we're going. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Because we're, go- we're it's like, that's just how we are as humans. If you don't grow, you die. We're like plants. You have to k- kind of keep on growing. So, but you want to be in control of that. And you mm-hmm. have that opportunity. You get to choose. And I also think that, you know, in, in well coaches, we, one of the things we learn is how to help our clients create a wellness vision, right? Where yes. they paint a picture of, you know, at least this is how I talk about it. You, you know, paint a picture mm-hmm. of how you want to look, how you want to feel, yes. how you want to perform. Right. Yes. And, um, I think, you know, being able to think about how you want to look, feel and perform. I mean, that's just the physical stuff, but there's so much other yeah. stuff, right? There's the relationships Correct. you want to have, maybe your financial yes. wellness, right? Maybe mm-hmm. your, your legacy that you want to leave oh, um, the positive impact you want to make all of these things, yes. right. That me, we might want for ourselves. Um, if we think about, you know, December 31st, 2022, um, kind of where we want to be, um, yes. and, and if that's very clear about the things that we want to accomplish, we, we need to be able to envision that, but if we can oh, never envision yes. ourselves at that place, maybe a couple things, right? Maybe we're not ready to be there yet. Cause sometimes yeah. I don't know about the ladies you work with Kwabi, but the women I work yeah. with, um, they're very ambitious women. Um, yes. they tend to want to make goals that are, you know, maybe a, a little unrealistic. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it served them well in, in, in some aspects, but you know, when yes. it comes to our health and well being, I mean, you know, it's, uh, a lot it's goes a into different. it, right? You can't always yeah, control. Sure. It's not like I'm going to yeah. save, you know, $10 a week, or I'm going to save a thousand dollars a month or something, right? You yeah. can measure that. But as far as yeah. getting healthy and getting in shape and, you know, looking and feeling the way you want to feel, um, you know, you can't always, you know, control that you could just do yeah. your best to do that. But my point yeah. is that if you can try to envision, uh, where you want to be by the end of this year, then really all you have to do is kind of work backwards. And that's where we as coaches yes. can kind of help our clients through that process. Right. Yeah, I, d- I definitely agree. And I like the, the idea you talked about envisioning, because I really truly believe in that. It's almost like your dream ahead of time of what it is that you want for yourself. We don't do enough of that. Most of us just kind of go with emotion. I'm like, we need a dream. We really need to envision like how, what is it that we want for ourselves and really asking why we want that goal. And, you know, the thought behind that goal and how, how does that, you know, when we think about that goal, how does it make, make us feel? And we're at a stage in our lives where we can really accomplish a lot of things, even though society says, oh, you're older, because I, I get that from a lot of my clients. They're like, well, don't you think it's too late? I'm like, no, it's not too late for you to lose weight if you want to lose weight. It's not too late for you to, you know, improve your relationships if you want. It's not too late for you to start a new business if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I'm so glad we're doing this because I want women that are listening to realize that, you know, if you have that goal and desire within you that you like to see that you've been suppressing over the years, now is the time to birth it out into the world. Mm, now is the time. I love it. I love it. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we're talking about, uh, like a year from today or a year from now, yes. you know, yeah. um, but your book actually was inspired by a question that 
mm-hmm. you, I don't know if you thought about, you came across or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a question that we've heard. Um, many of us have yes. heard something yes. like it at least. Um, and that yes. question was what advice would your 90 year old self give you today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so why do you think in midlife that that question thinking so far ahead first for a woman who's 70, that's, you know, 20 years ahead, but for a woman mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter, it's still a, a long-term, a long-term yeah. uh, vision, right. To, to get yeah. to 90 years old. So, um, mm-hmm. why do you think that's a good question to be thinking about in midlife? And I think it's a great question because it gives you hope. It tells you that, yes, mm-hmm. okay, this is possible. And it really is possible for you. And the question is, think about it. If you live that long, how would you like your life, your life to be? Like those years, how would you like to shape it? Like, what do you want this next chapter in your life to look like? And I like to look at 50 as that stage in life where nature is just telling you, okay, sis, you've done all these things in the past, some good, some not so good, but this is the time for you to focus on yourself. This is the time for you to place a priority on your overall well-being. This is your chance. And so for me, when I ask that question, I'm like, so what would your 90 year old self tell you about what you're doing? And think about this is you in 90 years, in that, that's 90 years old. Like, what would she say to you? Like, what are some of the words? Is she, you know, because I know for a lot of us, we don't even look that far, but we need to. We really do because we are living in a time where people are living longer, especially women. And so do you want to live this next life kind of like oh, going with emotion or do you want to live a life of excitement? I really think most women want to live a life of excitement. And up until this point, they really haven't had a chance to even really ask themselves, what do I want? For the most part, they've been doing that for other people. And I right. always use this statement. Nobody is coming to save you. You have to save yourself. This is your chance. Put on your cape and save yourself. And I, I do want to insert this caveat here because yes. um, it's just it's just becoming more and more apparent that um, not all women have the opportunity, the means, the abilities because of their external environment or their situations or their mm-hmm. um, circumstances, whatever those may be, to even be able to envision um, themselves uh, in their later years. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of inequality in our world. And oh my um, goodness, talk both, about that. Yeah. Both you and I are, um, yeah. are women. We're also oh, yeah. both women of color. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, there, there may be other. Uh, other things that contribute to our, um, our class and, and our, uh, and our status in society, not that we have created, but that society has created. Society has created. Yes. Yes. Um, so I just want to throw that in there that, you know, the way that we're talking is for, you know, the woman who does have the means and the resources and the, um, and I'm talking about also emotionally, right. To, uh, to be able to create a life that she would love to live. But that I just want to say is not the circumstance for all women, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And, and that yeah. is something that I think, um, you know, needs to be recognized. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not to and throw, I'm glad a, though that, not to throw yeah. a wrench in there, but you yeah. know, I think it's but you know the thing say. though, Kim, but I'm glad that things are changing. Mm-hmm. And I think conversations like this really open up 
ideas for more women. And that's what I want. It's, you know, because sometimes it's not necessarily the means and all that. That's great. But sometimes it really involves just thinking differently. Like starting from that stage can just open up so many possibilities that you weren't even aware of. And that's just in your thoughts alone, because sometimes our thoughts hinder us. And so what I want for women to be able to do is to start to not, just not go with the norm. Like when things are presented, even in our thoughts, because sometimes our thoughts sabotage us all day, every day. We know that. And just questioning those thoughts, like, is that really true? Does that, mm-hmm. does it have to be that way? And sometimes just that, just changing that just changes your whole outlook on life. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, um, and I will say too, that, um, you know, this doesn't like what I brought up, it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that women who do have the privilege to, um, make changes in their lives, that they don't deserve these changes. Like we all do, we all deserve, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to, to have health. I mean, I think health is actually, um, you know, it's, well, we just had um, Human Rights Day, and I think that yeah. health is a human right. We all deserve yeah. to to have health. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 what I mean by that is that representation matters, right? We need to be yeah. able to see women out there who yes. are thriving, who are flourishing, who are healthy, yes. physically, mentally, emotionally. And so, yeah. you know, if you are a woman listening and you have the means and the resources to create a healthy and flourishing life. Like we want that for you because again, representation matters. And especially if you're a woman of color, right? Especially if you're a woman, a a woman in a vulnerable situation, um, we we want to see that we need to see that it's good for everybody. Everybody benefits from that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, so back to the uh, 90 year old self, but there's one thing I wanted to say about that. Um, I, I came across a, uh, James clear. He wrote the atomic habits book. That's very popular. Um, Mm -hmm. he, I I saw this on Instagram this morning and I wanted to share it because it reminded me of what we were going to talk about today. Um, he said two lines. First one was think about what you want today and you'll spend your time. Think about what you want five years from now and you'll invest your time. And so mm. of course we can fill in the blank with think about, um, how you want, uh, to be a, you know, how you want your 90 year old self to be right where you want to be when yes. you're 90, um, and you'll mm-hmm. invest your time. And I think this is really important with the work that we do Kwabi with helping women yes. with their health and wellness, because we have to remember that health is a long-term goal. It's not mm-hmm. a just, you know, a fad diet get there. Yes. Right. It's not a six week nutrition plan in January. That's going to help you lose 10 pounds. And then you're going to keep it off. You know, like if we start to think about the kind of health and the kind of life that we want to have when we're 90, right. We need to think about health in the long term, right. And that is going to change how we um, envision this year right? We, we realize it. we don't have to get mm-hmm. there this year necessarily, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. But but thinking about investing, what do we need to invest in to, right. to reach that by that time? And that and just like investing money, it takes time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it starts today. Like the work you do now, your future self will thank you for it later, but you have to do the work now. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. 
So uh, I want to talk about your book. Let's talk about your book. Yay! So that 90 year old yes. self question that yes. um, we talked about here, um, mm -hmm. it inspired your book, which is called 50 questions to answer when you reach 50. I'm very intrigued by some of those. And I hope mm -hmm. you can share some of those questions in a minute. Yes. But first, yes. um, how did that question of your 90 year old self inspire you to write this book? Because the reason why that came up for me was I, one of the foundations I really believe and something I do with my clients is I like to teach them about self-love. I just don't think we have enough self-love self for ourselves and we give it to others in spades, but hardly give it to ourselves. And I thought, you know what? Okay. So what would my 90 year old self tell me about how I'm living right now? Like, what are some of the, what's some, what's the advice? What am I doing? Am I living today? that will make my 90, self, 90 year old self proud of me? Will my 90 year old self be like, wow, I love the way she's living. And so I wanted other women to see this and I wanted them to read the book. And while answering the questions, they would fall in love with themselves one question at a time. That oh, was my I goal. love that. I mm. love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So can you share some of those questions in your book? Yes. Yeah. So one of the, one of the first question, which most women have told me, is a tough one for them. But I love to start with this question because I really believe it's a foundation for who you are and you know, just your place in the world. And the first question is, what are 20 things I love most about myself? That is the, the first question. And I've had women reach out to me and tell me, you know what, Bobby, that's a tough one for me. And I know it's a tough one for most women because they don't see themselves in that way. But I want to encourage them to do that because I look at self-love as a home, as a, as, a, as a foundation for a house. And when you have the foundation and it's solid, the house won't crumble. But if, it, if it's not solid, the house will fall apart. And so I want women to love themselves enough so that even if they don't want to do something, they do it. I, and I, I share this with my clients constantly, like when you love your family, your friends, your pets, you do things for them. When you love your pets so much, there are days you probably want to take them out for a walk, but you do it anyway. You know what? Because you love them. Same thing with your kids. Your kids might be in some sport or maybe they play an instrument. There are times you're going to have to take them to places and you're like, oh, deep down, you really don't want to, you'd rather not, but because you love them, you do that. I want women to start to redirect some of that love to ourselves, where we're doing things for ourselves, even when we don't want to, you know, mm -hmm. you're not always going to want to go to the gym. That's okay. But you can still go. You're not <laughs> wanting to, doesn't mean you don't go. And, and, and that's the thing. Right. I think we need to change the way we think in terms of things like we do a lot of things that we don't like, but we need to do more of those things for ourselves. Like yes. others will do it. We need right. to do more for ourselves because Absolutely. that's when we'll see the growth. Yeah. I love that. We do. Them. I love that. I just want to say that again, that you said we do a lot of things that we don't want to do for others. Mm -hmm. So, but then when it comes to things that we don't want to do, like exercising, I, I can attest to this. I don't always mm -hmm. feel like exercising. Right. Yeah. Um, it's Yeah. So many things, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> so yeah. many reasons why we don't always yeah, feel like so it, but reasons. we do it anyway yeah. because of that self-love, that anyway. foundation. Yeah, like you said. that's yeah. self-love. That found I remember right. one of my clients, she said the other day, she's like, Wavi, I go to bed early now because I love myself. I'm like, that's mm. amazing. You know, because I love that. There are times we like we want to, you know, watch something on Netflix or something else, or but when you love yourself enough, you're like, you know what? I know how I'm gonna feel the next day. I'm going to bed. And mm -hmm. you just do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. What's maybe one more question. Okay. 
Um, so this is the next one. So I just, and I'm just randomly picking. Sure. What's the favorite part of your life? What really excites you about life? I want you to answer this question and write down whatever comes to your mind first. This is not the time to center yourself. This is a book about you and who you are. I love that. What excites you about life? Great. Life. And yeah, give us about one more. your life, not just life, about, about oh, your okay. life. Right. About mm-hmm. your life. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And what's one more? Yeah. Okay. Is there someone I need to forgive? People will hurt mm. us sometimes intentionally or unintentionally. There's a phrase, forgiveness doesn't excuse their actions. Forgiveness prevents their actions from destroying your heart. As a Christian, I also know that God calls us to forgive. And if I can't forgive others, how can I expect God to forgive me? Do you need to forgive someone? It is so freeing to forgive. Forgiveness doesn't help the other person involved. It helps you. It helps you move on. You don't need to be in touch with the person. You don't need to call the person if you don't want to. You just need to forgive the person. I love it. Beautiful, beautiful, Kwabi. So yes. we're actually out of time already, unfortunately. Oh. But um, <laughs> if you could leave listeners uh, with, with some kind of wish, I guess, for yes. 2022, what, what yes. do you think you would say? I would say that your thoughts are not always true. Mm-hmm. challenge your thoughts and ask yourself the question is, does this thought like, does it benefit me? Mm-hmm. Just ask yourself that question. This that. thought, does it benefit me? Yeah. I remember you talked about that there. Right. Yeah. Right. I remember you talked I believe about that in the that. first time. Yeah. I absolutely. believe in that so much. Your thoughts, absolutely. they can either, you know, excite you or kind of derail you from where you're going, but you get to decide that. You get to decide. So I want you to take that power back and realize that your thoughts are not always true. You get to decide if it's beneficial to you or not. No one else. Right. I love that. That's great. That's great. So Kwavi, I'm going to put your website um, okay. uh, in the show Thank notes. You. I'm going to put the link yes. to your book. You're also on Instagram, Thank TikTok, you. Yes, I am. and you have a free class. Uh, yes. as well that I will put, um, I'll put that information for that as well. So Kwabi, uh, thank, right. you, thank, thank you. Thank you so much again for coming onto oh. the podcast. Have a wonderful 2022. And I hope to speak to you again soon. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. If you find the Me Time Midlife podcast valuable, please tell your friends about it. And if you haven't yet, you can also subscribe to the podcast or leave a positive rating or review which is always greatly appreciated. If you're on Facebook, you can stay up to date with the latest episodes by following my coaching page, Transformation Wellness for Women. And finally, if you've been taking care of everyone else and now say, it's my turn to take care of me, I invite you to join our Me Time Midlife community on Facebook, where we continue the conversations we have here on the podcast. Simply go to metimemidlifepodcast.com and click on Me Time Midlife Community to learn more and join us today. It's an honor to produce this podcast for you. So thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.